Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Always a privilege and a pleasure to come before you. We need you to spread these broadcasts to people who don't ordinarily listen to these things. And they'll go, Dave, they won't be interested. Um, you never know. Temptation. Maybe we'll pique some curiosity because we need to rise up in mass, folks. I mean, we're getting swallowed up by civil war possibilities. Uh, certainly living in a police state where the attorney general says that he is going to go after people who protest school boards, even when they do it peacefully. And, and, and then, of course, we've got the specter of World War III, which is the topic of our discussion today with Sam Arnold. We've got Pastor Sam back on the radio. Uh, we've done some fascinating broadcasts dating back to June 15th. Uh, with regard to the coming world war, June 15th, folks. So, you know, we're, we're what, a week short now of four months. And it's just now that uh, the media is beginning to echo what Sam and I were saying in the early part of the summer, late spring, early summer. So uh, we've got Sam on the air with us. And um, this, uh, these are very, very strange times, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, Sam has had his pulse on this deal going on in the South China Sea, off the coast of India, and in Mexico, and we'll hit all of these areas today. Sam, welcome to the show, and as you know, I published your well-written article on what's going on, the sides being drawn in the South China Sea, the armaments involved, the ships involved. That's all up on the commonsenseshow.com. People can go see that. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, we've been reporting on this, and I know that nobody likes war, nobody wants war. Uh, I'd just like to talk a little bit about why this has to happen, why it has to happen now, and, and why uh, we have one chance to stand for our life as a free Western world. And uh, I'm, I'm actually not sad that this is developing, that we're going to confront this bully while there's still time. And so I, I think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. As, as brutal of a thing as war is, it's going to open the door for some frontier justice. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It is going to open the door for frontier justice. And I think we should probably define that term. What do you mean by the term frontier justice? Uh, I think that we're going to confront this bully on the national scale, on the geopolitical scale. But at the same time, it's going to open the door for us to root out domestic enemies. You know, this is this is going to be unlike any war because every nation is on a razor's edge. Uh, it's not like it's it's not it's so different from World War II, where we had this these shared values as a nation, where uh, the country really came together. There is going to be war within and war without. Wow. You know, uh, where I really wanted to start, Dave, is I, I'd like to throw out a supposition, and uh, this is not something that I can prove, but uh, I would just like to remind the listeners that several reports came out, I think you reported on this and I did, and Hal Turner broke it, that five weeks ago, all three of our U.S. Seawolf-class nuclear submarines weighed anchor from Bramerton, Washington, and went to sea five weeks ago. And this is very strange because 
that would only happen in the event of a military search. In the event that there was a threat, in the event that these uh, ships were going into battle, because there's an entire support infrastructure for that class of ships. So generally, one would be in dry dock, one would be in training, and then one would be on patrol. That's why you have three. So for all three of them to go to sea at the same time, it was really a buzz in the news. And I would just like to suggest this new Kanzuk agreement, where, which is really the thing that pissed China off and caused them to become more belligerent and send more sorties into Taiwan's airspace or their air different identification zone. It was this agreement where the U.S., Canada, and uh, the United Kingdom were going to help uh, Australia get nuclear submarines, nuclear attack subs. And here is my supposition. I think that we sold those Seawolf subs to the Aussies. We did. I, I, think I, I know for a fact we did. Well, that would really be a shock because the when the news hit, it was, okay, this agreement is signed, and so we're going to start working on this, and maybe in five years they'll actually have a sub. So you have information on this? Yes, I do. In fact, the subs, subs were, uh, I, I think it's more of a lend-lease than it is a sale, Sam. That's how I would categorize it. It's right. more of a World War II. Um, but, um, wow, that's, wow. Um, I, was, I thought that was common knowledge. Uh, not to my knowledge. No one's spoken about it. I haven't seen it in the news. Just that there was commentary on why all three ships of that class, and this is our oldest class of nuclear attack subs, now, they've been upgraded. You know, the USS Jimmy Carter had a 100-foot hole section put in for mine warfare. Uh, in, in addition to other things, it has this whole section that can be used to uh, deploy special operators, assault teams, things like that, or for mine warfare. That's one of those three Seawolf-class subs. But I think they all steamed out just because as – the United States, we got rid of the support infrastructure and everything, and okay. those ships are Australian hands, probably with nuclear bombs. I'm doing a I'm doing a lit search here, Sam, of what I have done on Kanzik, and it's all been in print. This is the first time I think it's come up here. Oh, I might have done a couple things on YouTube, but that that's we've deleted all those videos. But I want you just to hear the dates on this, okay? Um, okay. My most recent article I wrote on Kanzik was 626, and it was in reference to phasing in of concentration camps regarding um, the uh, COVID virus. And uh, that's been well documented in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, and to some degree in the United States. Okay, I wrote another one on uh, 9-24-2020, so over a year ago. Um, I wrote another one on 12 9-26-2020, 10-25-2020, and going to page two here, 10, 12, 2020, 10, 11, 2020, 9, 25, 2020. So I've been on this topic now of Kanzik and the rebirth of Kanzik. In fact, there's actually a Facebook page for this. Um, let's do the quick math here. I've been on this for about 13, 14 months. Um, 
I and a know. lot of that is on the global side. But you, you, you should know the answer above everybody else. The queen is the driving force. That's the way that I see it. Yeah, you, this is why, you know, I, I'm surprised you're not walking on this side of the street yet. You soon will be. Uh, if you go into my website and if you put Kanzik, C-A-N-Z-U-K, this is for the audience too, you'll come to the three, let me count here how many I have, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, about 14 articles that have mentioned Kanzik prominently in the last 14 months because I see it as a big deal. First, I saw it as China trying to isolate us from our allies the influence in Australia that we know and New Zealand are undeniable. Now we know the Chinese troops in Canada, thanks to Kevin Annette, out of a Canadian journalist, and then Sarah Westall. They're the first ones to have exposed that. Um, and so then I said, wow, this is, this is really bad. And of course, the UK brutally enforcing COVID regulations. And I said, oh boy, Kansas all doing this. And then the appearance of the isolation camps uh, in video. People, locals taking videos and sending them to me. Yeah. So that's kind of the progression I went through, Sam. And then I talked about the linkage, the total linkage to China. But there seems to have been a breaking off now with China. And Sam, just allow me just a second of latitude here. I just interviewed, Please. it's not going to be public for a few days, but I just interviewed Susan Bradford. She's had a seat at globalist think tank groups. She actually invented a journal they used for the Atlantic Council. She developed it. She was an employee of CBS News. Okay, so hopefully that gets people's attention. She talks about the Yalta Conference and documents that she knows of uh, that's in her books. And she talks about Henry Kissinger um, coming out of the Yalta Conference. In other words, he's like second-generation descendant, where the Yalta was Stalin, Churchill, and Roosevelt. And she said that the, the Rothschild set down how the world would go. The U.S. will boom, but then they want to destroy it, making it a welfare state, a bankrupt welfare state, which is clearly what we're doing right now. And then she said that China will replace the U.S. as uh, the world power. Henry Kissinger was tasked with that. And this is why he has the meeting with all the presidents as they take office, including Trump. And uh, she talked about how Kissinger was recruited yeah, along with Brzezinski out of Eastern Europe. Um, I know your knowledge in this is pretty good, so I know I'm getting your attention. This is from an insider. This is from an insider. Yes. Okay? And so China turning our allies against us with Kanzik was to be expected. But you, and I'm going to give you total credit right here, you exposed the fact that when the the queen was doing the bidding of the globalists, the Rothschilds, and the carrier, the Queen Elizabeth, and the task forces off the coast of Ukraine to intimidate Putin, to send a message, hey, we're coming for you, let's start a war. And then she got pissed off, and I found out the reason why, is because she was told, you don't have a seat at the table. Uh, when we do the Great Reset, Bank of London, uh, you'll make some money, but you ain't one of the main guys. And uh, we can hear the F-35s flying over as I speak. So I'll lean in closer to the mic here. But to finish this thought, Sam, and I think you'll find this to be really interesting. To finish this thought is you exposed, she said, to hell with you guys. And she went up to the, off the coast of India to support Indian troops on the Chinese border with, uh, I believe it was the JFK Carrier Task Force operating without Biden authority. Um, so 
that's kind of a bringing us up to date on where we're at. I'm sure that what I've just revealed to you here uh, fits the entire paradigm where you're coming from, doesn't it? Yes, the queen had to decide where she was going to send her ships and who she was going to confront and, and flatly threaten. And when those ships sailed the Suez to include the, the Queen Elizabeth carrier, that was a very, very bright day because probably uh, when all of the fur flies, Russia is going to move into Ukraine and they've, they've just cemented their energy deals with Europe. And so they've really got Europe by a short hair, especially going into the winter. Their pipelines are being pressurized right now, the Nord Stream 2. And so Russia has a strong position to uh, congeal with Europe. And that's probably what we're going to see. But China, this is what the queen is running. And now that it's in the news that two of our carrier strike groups, plus the Queen Elizabeth, were drilling together in the Philippine Sea, which is right there on the border of the South China Sea. You sail out of those Philippine islands, bam, it's in the South China Sea. So this caught the world's attention, that our two U.S. supercarrier battle groups and the Queen Elizabeth were there. But the fact is, there's all of these lightweight carriers. There's so many aircraft carriers in the Pacific right now, uh, we couldn't even count them all. To include, and, and part, part of what I came out with in my article on October the 5th was that the F-35 uh, qualified on the deck of the Japan, Japanese ship Zumo there in the Philippine Sea on October the 5th. And so Japan has their own F-35. They have uh, completed, as we came in and speculated, Trump said it was going to happen in 2018. He walked the deck of an Azumo-class carrier. Melania came up there with him. They kicked the tires, and Trump pointed at the deck and said, this very ship will be modified to carry the F-35 Joint Strike Fighter. Okay, well, That's we get. Sam, before we go on, we're getting some background noise. Sounds like sheeting or something going on. That's S-H-E-E-T-I-N-G for those who bad, bad hearing. Um, is there anything we can do about that noise? I, I think it's over now. Okay. So the fact is there's a vast military buildup. It's not just the, the two U.S. carrier battle groups and the Queen Elizabeth. There is a massive, massive, massive buildup. There are so many F-35s in so many different nations just ready, ready to take the fight to China. Something very strange happened on the same day as well, Dave. Uh, there were two different trials. One was at the Royal Air Force Base uh, Lake Heath. It's in the article. And the other was at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. And on the same day, there were flights at those air bases where F-35 fighters deployed inert B-6112 nuclear bombs. This is the new variation, the new dial of yield that can be carried in the internal bay of the F-35. And so how strange is it that on the same day across the world, in Britain and in the United States, the F-35s qualified with those bombs. 
this is stepping up to be a very extensive tactical nuclear war effort. Wow. That's, uh, that is extensive. Yeah, that background noise seems to be faded. You were, you were getting drowned out by that noise, by the way. Um, but I'm glad we got that last statement in because that's really true. Well, we live, my family lives um, northwest of Metropolitan Phoenix significantly. And occasionally we get overflights out here. And um, uh, today, the F-35s are flying with a vengeance. They started at 5 a.m. local time. Nice wake-up call for the neighbors. And uh, they're continuing now. I'm able to mute them <laughs> this out while you're talking to try to keep them from breaking through. Um, but generally, they don't run this time of day. It's pretty fascinating that this is going on. And I can tell you, there's a step-up of activity. Um, also, people who live around Luke Air Force Base, where these flights emanate from, and that's about 30 miles to the south of us, the... Uh, the flights themselves they're increasing according to the locals but also there's increased military uh, activity with canopy trucks and so forth on the base they're gearing up for something there's no question and i do know that some of the officers in the marine corps um, at pendleton have been told to pack your bags because you could be leaving without notice to your family always have the bug out bag ready and that's been prepared i know that for a fact Yes, there is a massive, massive buildup, and China is involved in a massive buildup. And this is this is the one chance for the world to have this conflict. It's the one chance, the one minute that actually happens. You know, China's in a famine, and the U.S. is also now having food production problems. Some of that is intentional, but. Uh, the, the buildup is so intense. It has happened over really the entire Trump presidency. And now we're a year past the Trump presidency. And Trump was building up the military for this fight. For all Trump's pacifism, I was a little upset that there was no Venezuelan intervention under the Trump presidency. But the fact is, we had to rebuild everything our Navy, our Air Force, the F 35 didn't even fly. And now they are everywhere Australia's got them Japan's got them the F-35s are everywhere and we're ready for this fight we're ready for this fight does uh, what do the Chinese have that they can Trump counter back the nuclear tomahawk what what does uh, China have that could counter the F-35 hello Okay, we're uh, attempting to reconnect with Sam. We've got a bad connection here on the line. So um, let me just add in what I know here. Yeah. And uh, Okay, Sam, are you back? Sam, are you back? I am. Okay, we lost you here on a bad signal. I'm here. Okay, we, yeah, we, we temporarily yeah. lost you there for about 30 seconds. Go ahead and let's back up to I, I, the question I asked you. Um, what do we have what do the Chinese have that could counter the F-35 the Chinese have had the upper hand this whole time which is why we haven't had this fight yet 
the Western world is what was not ready. The Chinese, you know, we're going we're gonna to figure out whose uh, toys work the best. But the Chinese have so many ballistic missiles. They have so many missile batteries that could strike across the Taiwan Strait. They have so many aircraft, both Russian and their own domestically produced, and uh, the ship-to-ship missiles and the anti-ship missiles. They're the ones that were ahead. It's only Trumponomics that has put the Western world back in the game. Wow. That's, uh, and now we're ready. It, what's Biden, what, excuse me, what is Biden doing to undermine our military prowess? I guarantee you he's undermining us so we lose. Uh, do you see any evidence of that from your perspective? The Afghan debacle was a very obvious example of that. But I think that he is only uh, stealing the resolve within the U.S. military, and not only the U.S. military, but other militaries like New Zealand and Australia. They're, they're tired of their nations gravitating towards communism. And so there is a, something of a revival. There is something of a resurgence and a renaissance of traditional values within those militaries and within the U.S. military. So the more that, the more that Biden craps in his nest, the more I think the, the U.S. military is determined to establish and pave the way for a free Western world again. Well, it is interesting that the new South Wales Prime Minister is now under indictment, uh, charged by evidence presented by one of the intelligence agencies, excuse me, not New Zealand, I meant Australia, New South Wales, and, and uh, New South Wales, Australia. And um, the replacement said, we can't overreact to every outbreak of COVID. We can't go on as a nation like this, blah, 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 blah. And this also coincides with uh, the Australians accepting Navy nuclear submarines from our country, obviously in preparation to go to war with China. L let me ask you this other question, too. I thought the total lockdown in Australia might be actually a disguised military effort to keep the masses off the streets in case war breaks out. Chinese brings in the paratroopers or the amphibious troops or whatever they decide to do, and the Australians needed full mobility on their roads. Uh, do you think there's any possibility that's true as a continuity of government provision and they use COVID as a cover? I have hoped that that would be the case. Uh, the more time goes by, I think that these are Chinese infiltrators within the government, Chinese agents within the government that have attempted to do a soft coup in Australia and in New Zealand. But the people are being pissed off by that. And so what they've really done was awaken sleeping giants in those nations and caused a popular groundswell, which is what's necessary to win any all-out conflict. And so I think that uh, they kind of got ahead of themselves, and in trying to stage a soft coup, they uh, awakened nationalism. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. Um, the soft coup is in evidence. In fact, I'll, I'll refer back to Susan Bradford again, uh, who had a seat at the table of some of the globalist organizations. She uh, maintains that these agents were recruited uh, by the OSS, uh, before the CIA became a full-fledged reality 
and they were brought in from Eastern Europe, they were brought in from Asia, and they were turned into agent provocateurs that would eventually be used to undermine Western democracies like the United States. That's what you're talking about. That's exactly what you're referring to. Yes, and that is another soft coup, and that's how China was built up to be the dragon, to be the muscle for a worldwide global takeover. The CIA had a very great deal to do with that, going all the way back into the 1940s. There was, there was intelligence activity to sabotage the Republic of China and to build uh, communist China. By the way, uh, the Independence Day for the Republic of China, back before they retreated to the island of Formosa or Taiwan and set up their uh, free Chinese nation there on that island, in 1911, their Independence Day is basically the 10th of October, and they call it uh, 210's National Day, and it's coming up on Sunday. Hmm. And so this is... This is a very key point where conflict may break out. Traditionally, they have military parades. And so uh, right in between the Chinese Independence Day of October the 1st and the Taiwanese Independence Day of October the 10th is where we find ourselves right now. So we have dueling legacies. Interesting. That is, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Well, it, it does, and it, again, it goes back to the historical context provided by Susan Bradford. It's really interesting. Sam, sit tight just for a second. We need to take a break. We're overdue. Ladies and gentlemen, every time I interview someone on an international uh, scale, eventually somewhere the food supply chain comes up in our discussion, and now it's affecting our food supply. We are in trouble. And, uh, you know, you heard Sam talk about the famine in China, and we're having food issues ourselves absolutely a fact and therefore should you take action do you trust a government that left a thousand americans behind enemy lines in afghanistan that gave our enemies 90 billion dollars of high-grade military equipment and you're going to trust them to take care of your food needs in an emergency i don't think so so you need to take care of your own house and the first thing you need to do is go with preparewithdave.com mps is the name of the company my patriot supply but we call it preparewithdave.com because it's easy to remember on how to order. What do you get? You get 25-year shelf life. You get food that tastes good. You get food that's diverse, so you'll get balanced meals. And you're going to get a discount, $100 off the 90-day special. And you go, Dave, I need more 90 days. I know. So you order in 90-day increments. And you're saying, well, it's emergency special. No, it means that they're made to bug out. But you can store them. So you can store this stuff, and then if you have to bug out, you can do that too. So how do you get yours? Go to preparewithdave.com. Take advantage of the sale. Also, too, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. And coming out of this economic crisis, someday we will. Someday. I don't know if it's a year, five years, how long it's going to be. Someday we'll come out of this crisis. And you want your assets to be as intact as possible. Well, if you stay in traditional methods right now, you, you stay with things like, oh, this, the banks, okay? If you do cookie-cutter investment in the market, you're going to get killed. You need to get into things that are more permanent in nature, usually some form of precious metals. Not always gold, but gold is a central part of what I do. So what you need to do is call the good people at Noble Gold, and what they'll do 
is they'll do for you what they did for me. When I went from being just an advertiser to a customer, they said, well, let's talk about your portfolio. What do you got? And they said, here are our recommendations. And they never push you. They'll give you free material. They'll give you a free consult. They'll never charge you for that. And you'll have to close your own deal. It's a pleasure to deal business with these people. But I will tell you this. You owe it to yourself if you have assets to protect to call 877-646-5347. Take a note of this. 877-646-5347. And then finally, last item on the list here, but certainly not the least important, is satellite phone coverage. Um, yesterday on our TV show, Sarah Westall revealed her sources, and now I've been able to confirm this, are saying that the banks have been told and pressured by the government, you will shut down everything within 30 minutes of notification. That means point of sale, that means ATMs, that means walk-in transactions, everything gets shut down. No wire transfers, no nothing. 30 minutes. And by the way, folks, that just coincides with how long it takes to shut down a major metropolitan area under continuity of government guidelines. The government is either planning for you to rise up because they're going to do something so bad, or they know that something so bad that they can't control is about ready to happen, and they're going to impose these martial law controls on the banking system. Are they going to do a currency devaluation, a reset, going to digital? I don't know. I think all options are on the table. But what I will tell you is they will take away your communication. Can you imagine being separated from your family and not be able to call them? That's why you want a sat phone. That's the major reason why I have a sat phone. Plus, you can be traveling in remote areas where your cell phone doesn't work, and this will give you emergency service. It's hard to interfere with a sat phone. The government is not good at interfering with sat phones. They can take every cell phone down. So I think you should find out more by calling 850 excuse me, I just botched that number. You can tell I had a 3 o'clock evening, right, running down news stories. I'll say that again. My apologies. 855-980-5830. The number to call to find out more about sat phones. 855-980-5830. And if you're worried about cost, I pay one-fourth the cost for my sat phone than I do for my cell phone. So I would advise you to look in all three of these areas that we bring to your attention. I hope you need none of these products. But I think you need to be prepared so you can have them if you need them and not wish you'd done something. Anyway, back with Sam. And Sam, what's going to be, the, in your opinion, the impetus, the trigger event? What's going to set everything off that people are going to say, okay, it's on. World War III has started in earnest. Now, I've shared with you, by the way, the sinking of a merchant marine vessel of China by a U.S. destroyer because they wouldn't veer off a collision course. That has not made the news as I was told it wouldn't. Yes. Uh, that, of course, is a provocation. But uh, the spark is one thing, and the uh, gasoline all over the ground is quite another. And so I'm more focused on the fact that there are driving forces towards war, the famines, the military buildups, the Chinese desire to control the world, the fact that they they cannot back off and try this again in 10 years. Uh, they may implode if they attempt to do that. The opening of Red Dawn lists all these factors that Nicaragua and Costa Rica, it wasn't Costa Rica, it was Nicaragua and uh, maybe Guatemala had achieved 
troop strength of 500,000 each. And then there was a wheat famine. There are economic factors. There are military buildup factors. There are uh, coming up economic collapses aside from, from food issues. There are coming up economic collapses both in the United States and China. And so the spark could be anything. It could be a, a nervous cap. It could be uh, a midair collision over the Taiwan Strait. It could be anything small. But the fact is, there's a Mexican standoff. Everybody has got so many weapons cocked that the trigger event can be literally anything. It could be the India-China border, the India-Pakistan border. It could be Azerbaijan. It could be literally anything. But the fact is, World War, the stage is just absolutely completely set. And that's why we really wanted to do this this interview is because you and I have been reporting on that and then just this week it hit the news like wow we're on the edge of World War three China flatly <laughs> threatened World War three could break out at any instant well it could literally be anything <clears throat> um, no no sympathy here for the unwashed because we broke a semblance of this story on June 15th we have the documentation we did right. a show um, so, you know, welcome to the party, but I will tell you this, you don't see a word of this on MSNBC or, or CNN. I'm just glad that the forces are lined up where we can actually get something accomplished and not just have a senseless thermonuclear conflict. For example, like what could have broken out in the Black Sea back in June. I'm very thankful. You know, we're moving into a triple witching hour. With the Columbus Day holiday in the United States this weekend, we are moving into a, a debt crisis. Uh, the, the dollar has got one foot in the grave and another foot on a banana peel. When Biden took the presidency, I said, I doubt the dollar will survive 2021. That was in January. Now here we are getting into the closing months of 2021 and Quite literally, the dollar could fail. Can you believe that they're actually going to print a $1 trillion platinum coin and put it on deposit? And and that Pelosi is acting like that as anything other than Weimar Republic money printing? There, she acts like <laughs> how do you even, how, this how do coin you, will have some intrinsic value. I, I, I was just going to say, along those lines, how do you even monetize a $1 trillion coin? What good does it do you? Hey, uh, I, I want the bag of cookies over there, you say, when you're in 7-Eleven. And, uh, by the way, can you break a trillion-dollar coin? <laughs> I mean, come on. Who are they kidding? It's pure fiat. And they are kidding. They They are gaslighting the world. And Pelosi is the chief person in this. Uh, this is, we have moved back to the. <laughs> do you remember that guy a few years ago? The rent is too high party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, funds are yeah. available. <laughs> Listen, these people actually believe in fiat money, and it's illegal, and it has failed absolutely every time that it's ever been done. And even though the dollar is the biggest example, it will not escape 
the 100% failure rate of fiat currencies. And that could happen this weekend. And then you have the Evergrande scandal in uh, China, where there are serious shakings in the Chinese financial markets. Mike Adams reported that there are white hat agents in China trying to cause their currency to crash first before the dollar crashes. But I'll tell you what, uh, we are coming out on the home stretch and somebody's going to win by a nose as far as which currency crashes first. The fact is, it's a, it is a mathematical certainty that the Chinese markets will collapse and that the United States markets will collapse. And that's when the world goes to a wartime economy where people do things differently. I love to watch the old war movies and how people lived outside of this dollars, paychecks, benefits, normalcy. And we'll, we'll all have to adapt to that. What do you think that adaptation will look like? How, how will people adapt? Barter, helping one another, deciding who to trust. Okay. Things become very valuable, like chickens and eggs. You know, uh, all that is so cheap in our world today, but it was not in the days of Laura Ingalls Wilder. So we return back to an agricultural economy, a barter economy, a home uh, economics uh, example, a uh, cottage industries where people make things and build things and fix things. Yes, it's called Double Ten Day, the National Day of the Republic of China. That's the holiday that's coming up Sunday, the 10th of October in Taiwan. It's their biggest national holiday, basically their 4th of July. And so there's an awful lot happening just this weekend, and the spark could come from anywhere. Come so from anywhere. is it is it your... I, I really see this. Is it your position that they may crash that party in Taiwan and China may attack on that date? Yes, or prevent it, attack before, or the parades could be a buildup for Taiwan to fire first because they have every right. They have every right to scramble their jets and to fire on incoming armed jets. I mean, it, it, imagine if the... if. Russian jets came in with missiles hanging out of the wings and decided they'd fly up towards New York Harbor. I mean, how, how close would we really allow that to get before there was an aerial dogfight? And so maybe, maybe Taiwan is ready to, ready to spark this. Everybody really wants the moral high ground. But at the same time, when it happens, it happens. There's so much jockeying for position yeah. or a little advantage here or there. Well, I got to say this. I can't support a war effort that Joe Biden could have a role in. He screwed us in Afghanistan. He's screwing the military now. As much as 30% of the military is going to be out because of these mandates. Oh, we can exempt the post office and his congressional staff and the Justice Department and the Supreme Court and all of Congress but we can't justify 
giving exemptions okay. to the military, the I very like people to... that save our lives? I'd like to speak to that. It is only the normalcy that has allowed Biden to continue his incremental treacheries. Once war breaks out, that's when there is very fast risings and falling. That's when presidencies overturn. And so many of them have happened in Latin America. I mean, this ex-president getting released from jail, Fujimori, and then getting put back in jail. And then uh, turnovers of presidencies. Still on. Turnovers of presidencies not happening every four years. And when does that happen? It happens in times of conflict. And so once conflict breaks out, that's when Biden's normalcy, the normalcy that's kept Biden working in the White House, will be gone. And he could very easily, there could very easily be turnover in the White House. Yeah, and let, let me tell you how I see this, too. Kamala Harris has been kept under wrap. She's been out of harm's way, so she's not associated with Biden's multiple failures. At least that's my judgment. And I see them moving rapidly to depose Biden on the 25th Amendment. And I think they're going to do it before the war starts for the reasons you're saying. It's In other possible. Words, Biden and deserves to be deposed. Seriously, he's a traitor. He's a proven traitor. Now, we know Harris is no better, but she doesn't have the track record with Ukraine and China that Biden does. So if you have her in the White House, the military is not justified in executing a coup. Does that make sense? Remember, even Queen Elizabeth had a very rapid turnaround just in the past year after Prince Philip's death. Mm -hmm. And so even somebody like Kamala could have a very rapid turning. And I, I see that as being possible, but I... I am looking for a, a bigger and a faster turnaround than uh, just the vice president taking over for the president. I think that it's time for Trump to come back for the groundswell of Maricopa County and election fraud investigations. Yeah. The groundswell that will finally just burst upon the land. Okay, that's where I have to throw a, um, a spoiler into this, Sam. I've been deeply enmeshed in the Maricopa County audit, and the audit became the fraud it, and it was sabotaged from the beginning by Karen Fan, um, and she announced it was going to be sabotaged when she said, "We're not looking to overturn any election." Well, then why are you wasting eight million dollars of taxpayer money? And then here's the key, Sam, of what I'm saying: there will be no audit that overturns the election. There will be no audit that overturns even the local results. Here's what's happened in Arizona. We have outstanding evidence that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, those steeped in George Soros support and steeped in communist Chinese support, those entities on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors refused for five months, now going on six, to release key evidence. And this is an important story to tell because the audit is the fraud. It's over. Here's the last result. Um, the Attorney General, who's part of the fix, granted them 30 days to produce evidence. He should have granted them 24 hours. Okay, so they got 30 days. Well, then they got a 30-day extension. And in the middle of this 30-day second extension, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and the corrupt Karen Fan reached an agreement. 
they said, well, we'll release certain information, but we need an interme intermediary to decide who's going to get what information. And here's what happened, Sam. And I'm going to blow the lid off of this probably next week. They brought in a guy named John Shattuck to act as an arbitrator. And John Shattuck is, was John McCain's best friend, friend still with Cindy McCain, total globalist, total open borders guy. I had to fight against his interests when he was part of McCain's team trying to steal the property of myself and my neighbors for the Canamex highway system from the Central American Free Trade Agreement, open borders agreement. Uh, so I know all about John Shattuck. John Shattuck is anti-Constitution, anti-American, and I believe my personal opinion is he's as corrupt as the day is long as when it comes to enforcement of American laws and policies. And he's going to get to decide what evidence comes forward. But even having said that, there's a parallel path to consider with this. The uh, county supervisors haven't surrendered any evidence, yet the audit said, oh, we found 300 more uh, Biden votes. He won by 300 more votes than we thought. They've already issued their ruling without even getting the evidence. The fix is in, Sam. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen as long as normalcy goes on, as long as everybody's getting their paychecks and sending their kids to school. And this is where the globalists have pushed too hard with these lockdowns. They have caused America to get a little bit ticked off and to see things in a different way. And they have, they have wrecked the very normalcy that was protecting them. And <clears throat> even though the official count is a disappointment, everybody knows because they've watched this process that there's been treason after treason and cover-up after cover-up. It's the Warren Commission all over again. And so the moment that the United States of America breaks out of their normalcy. That's the day that frontier justice comes alive. That's the day where our nations culturally unite and win a global war. Maybe. Um, I'm hopeful to that end. I would even pray for that end. Amen. But I just know how infiltrated we are. Let me answer, let me raise an objection to what you just said with the following facts, just using Arizona. The governor made his fortune in communist China and his his, fortune, his business was doing terrible. He's going to be sued. Selling by, ice cream. Yeah, um, exactly. But uh, Chinese saved him. Um, he blocked the audit starting with a special session in December and would let the... the state legislature come back in for a meeting until January 13th, one week after the certification vote. Uh, in 2017, he addressed the um, National Governors Association, and he said uh, to the Chamber of Commerce of China that was in attendance, uh, we welcome you purchasing rare earth minerals from Arizona for your military. He said that at the National Governors Association, printed in the World Tribune, printed in South China, English translation. Uh, it's not like, gee, we heard it, we think it happened. No, no, no. It's documented, and I put the documentation on my website. That's just one guy. Then you have Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State, running for the vacant governor position because Ducey's termed out. 
Um, she's uh, supported by George Soros exclusively. The sheriff of Maricopa County that have to uh, issue arrest warrants for a fake election, $2 million from George Soros' interests. And, and even Sheriff Mack came on my show and acknowledged that, that is true. And then you've got the County Board of Supervisors with the chairman, Jack Sellers. Uh, we have pictures of him on CCP TV. He's put together all these organizations inside Arizona to have sister programs with our dire enemy. Here we have two navies facing off against each other, and yet this bastard for Maricopa County Board of Supervisors thinks it's okay to put together sister city agreements, corporate agreements, university agreements, utility agreements with Chinese sister cities that we're ready to go to war with. If that's not the epitome of treason, I don't know what is. That's what I have here in my backyard, Sam, and it's this way all across this damn country. I mean, Mitch McConnell just gave the Democrats a license to find more time to put this $3.5 trillion boondoggle on our faces by lifting the debt ceiling. Oh, it's only temporary. Bullcrap. You just bought them time to get their plots done and to convince cinema to follow her into more bathrooms and to intimidate Joe Munchen even more than they are. They are going to get this done. They are pro-Chinese. And who is Mitch McConnell's wife? Secretary Pow, Transportation Department. Who are her parents? They control the Chinese ports. Communist Chinese ports. And we had their daughter as our transportation secretary. So, Sam, please, I don't see any way that we can turn this around. Not without a lot of bloodletting. Sorry to go on a rant, but that's how I see it. No. Oh, those are all great points there. I'd like for you to, to comment further on Kristen Sinema because, you know, she's a Democrat and uh, she's one of the real holdouts that's preventing things from moving forward. Well, she hasn't seen the light morally. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, okay. my, my, and we're getting bad connection again, too, here. This is terrible. Um, anyway, um, I'll, I'll press forward here, hoping that this will come out. Kirsten Cinema in 2004 on Ernie Hancock's show, and Ernie Hancock's a good friend of mine, um, she said, uh, well, the Taliban are okay, and she defended the Taliban in 2004. Uh, and I'm being very serious. This is when she was a state mm. rep. Okay, and that kind of set the tone. Um, she gets elected in a hooker crook. She, her people stole the election from Martha McSally. She did not defeat Martha McSally, and I've got all kinds of people that know how to get voting records, real records, and have told me what happened there and how she did it. Now, I don't know that Cinnamon was even part of it, okay? I can't prove that, but I can prove the election was stolen. And uh, so she's in illegitimately a senator. She's in what she knows as a minority choice of the people. And she also knows that Arizona still is overwhelmingly conservative. Trump would have crowds of 20,000 people and he'd come to the state. Biden had nobody. And I don't mean 10 people or 100 people. I mean nobody. Nobody was showing up for his rallies. She knows this. So she right. can't She can't take the ultra-liberal um, Ocasio-Cortez progressive Democrat view. She can't be a communist. And, over, and she couldn't generate enough voter fraud in the next election to get reelected if she did that. So now she's taken more of a moderate approach, and she says, no, no, if we bankrupt our country with this $3.5 trillion deal and the pork comes out and the public realizes this, I'm done. So she has to be seen as the holdout so she can save her damn job. She's not doing this out of nobility. She's doing this out of political survival. Yeah. 
but at Arizona State where she teaches a class on weekends, which is admirable, um, she was followed into the bathroom by illegal aliens videotaping her going into the urinal, videotaping her and harassing her about uh, illegal aliens deserve citizenship and you're blocking this bill, this $3.5 trillion bill that gives amnesty, blah, 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 blah. Total harassment of her. And there are communist operatives on the campus of Arizona State University. They had the incident with the two white boys with a George Soros operative in the student center telling these boys, you don't belong here. How dare you support the police with this bumper sticker, blah, 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 blah. You're white, you're a prejudice, you're full of S, you're full of this. And that went viral. That's what's going on in the campus of Arizona State University. And Kirsten Cinema is caught up in this. So that, that's my cinema analysis. She's not a friend of the people. But right now, she's a convenient bedfellow because because she wants to get reelected. Sorry for the long-winded explanation. Sam, we got about a minute left. Uh, so I, I, Actually, we had about a minute and a half left. So I wanted to give you an opportunity. We've, we're kind of leaving this open-ended because we're on the precipice of war, but war hasn't broken out. So we kind of got to leave this up in the air. But tell people how they can follow your good work. I'm easy to find. Just look up gospelgunslingers.com. That's my main site. I'm on Twitter. I'm on YouTube. We have we preach the the word of God. We teach on uh, our traditional American values of self-defense and self-government every day from the Bible. So that's a lot of fun. I'm a real refugee living in Mexico City. Uh, so. That's part of the reason that I can speak more freely about these controversial issues. And I just appreciate everyone who follows and spreads the links and is interested in making America great again. So please reach out to me on gospelgunslingers.com. Yeah, and Sam has an article that you're going to want to read. It's up on the Common Sense Show. And you can do a search on it. Just, just put in Sam Honnold, H-O-N-N-O-L-D. And you'll come to the article, uh, depending on when you hear this broadcast, it might be off the front page. So uh, we, we put up uh, 8 to 12 things a day. So it could be off the front page in a couple of days. And if you've caught this after we aired this broadcast, you may have to do keyword search. But you want to see this. It is lined up. Actually, all the forces involved in the South China Sea, armaments, strategies, hypertext links to all this information. There's nothing left to chance here. It really has a chapter of information and about three-fourths of a page because of all the links. It's absolutely fantastic what Sam has done with this article. And Sam, I'm sorry to be so negative about the audits. I know a lot of people are pinning their hopes there. It's going to take an act of God, divine intervention, to have any justice in this election. It was rigged from the beginning by the person put in charge, and that's Karen Fan. And oh, by the way, when they came out with that BS conclusion that Biden got 300 more votes and they ignored everything else I know to be true. Uh, Karen uh, Fan Construction got a huge contract from the state the very next day. Gee, that's just a coincidence. Anyway, Sam, my friend, we're out of time. Got a scoot. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Sam, thank you. We'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens next. Take care.